Blog Talk Radio. carved a turkey this year because it could get messy. Is there Gore? Oh, I am sorry. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you say my name. Yeah, I said we didn't let you carve the turkey this year because you would get you get messy with the job, especially when you get a hold of an electric knife. Yeah, it gets really uh, gruesome twosome. <laughs> yeah, but tonight we're watching the only X-rated anti-drug Christian film shot in Florida. Yes, Florida <laughs> was doing weird shit even back then. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because every holiday, I always try to find a good horror film to watch that's particular to the holiday. And as far 
as far as I can really tell, uh, Blood Freak is, you know, far and away the the best, if not one of the only Thanksgiving-themed horror films. Uh, I mean, there are obviously others, but, you know. There's Blood Rage, uh, Home Sweet Home, uh, Thanksgiving one in th- Thanks Killing one in three, but I don't like those. No. No. If you that right, it's like a gore film. If you have to be wink wink nudge nudge with the gore. Instead of actually trying to make a gore film that's silly like this by accident, then it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, this is obviously, uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it before, if you're going to watch it with us tonight for the first time, uh, yeah, Blood Freak is definitely one of those so bad it's good movies. Uh but, yeah, I don't think they intended for it to be I, – I think they set out to make at least a – I don't know if they set out to make a serious film, but they just wanted something that they could uh, – you and I have talked about this before, you know, uh, with other films. They definitely set out to do something that they could run around on the, you know, Chitlin circuit and just play it uh, yeah. drive-ins and make this money back, you know. Well, not the drive-ins of churches. You can make a movie like this back then and just sell it straight to the churches. You don't have to pay the theaters or nothing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, I mean, that's how John Waters got his start, too. And uh, (laughs) talk about, uh, we were joking about it before we went on the air, about this being like an anti-drug film that they showed at churches. But, I mean... That's how John Waters got his start as well. I think I'm not sure what they thought they were getting when they let him show his uh his movies at churches, but uh that's you know, his early films were screened in uh church basements, so yeah. Yeah. Gore, how did you first run into this uh insane piece of film? It's funny cuz I'm a I'm a fan of the death metal band Blood Freak. They was named after this movie. And I've been a fan of them for a long time. And I just, it, it was before this, this DVD came out and this wasn't so easy to find. So when I found it, I was like, oh, great. I'm going to finally see the movie that one of my favorite bands is named after. And I wasn't expecting what I got. I, I, was, I was definitely not <laughs> disappointed, but I definitely wasn't expecting this kind of movie. That's for sure. Yeah, it's one of those, like, okay, we're going to make a film for churches. And then they just met and made a straight, hardcore exploitation film. Yeah, I remember it was not too far in. I was like, oh, I get it. This is trying, this is this is supposed to be some anti-drug movie. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. an anti-smoking movie without them trying. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's one of those 
Oh, I, I was just going to say it's one of those anti-drug movies that is better when you're on drugs. So, you know, they kind of whiffed that one. That was a... <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's just yeah, it's something about Christian Harmon. Yeah. And it definitely makes you not want to smoke cigarettes, too. Good Lord, the hack on the... the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> and we have this set up. I have it set up right at the beginning when it shows the deadly boiling pot of water. I have a yep, so on the, the, the feast your eyes option. Yeah, just hit it, plot, and hit it, and as soon as it starts, hit pause, Gore. Okay. Yeah, I've I've got mine set up right with the boiling water at the beginning too. That's where I'm at. Okay. So. Yeah. Let me I'll know when right you want to. Yep. Let me know when you want to stay at play. Thank you. Okay, everyone, if you're ready, we're going to start in five, four, three, two, one, hit play now. There is the infamous boiling pot of water doom, which is a nice way of saying that they don't know they didn't have well, this one has two sets of credits. There's this, which shows this, like, greasy water or whatever the hell it is. 1972, Samson Motion Picture. <laughs> Don't you love the uh, plastic uh, background thing where it's got, like, two layers of plastic, one's got the blood drop, and then starring Steve Hawks. <laughs> yeah. They spent a lot of the special effects budget on that, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. There he is. And if you know the author of this movie, he always has that fucking cigarette in his hand, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love all yeah, of I these. Love uh, all these oh, well, Steven, Steven, you were saying that you... Uh, you had the something weird version of this uh, on DVD, right? Uh, yeah. And I I love, there's so many of these old something weird video titles that start off with someone just talking directly to the camera and explaining to you uh, some like brain philosophical uh, argument about, the world that you're about to see unfold before you, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, Gore, at least in none of your films, you don't have the main actor in the scene looking down at the script while saying lines in the script. <laughs> I'll do that if I want to annoy people. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. This is the Florida Freeway. If you've watched Nightmare, the movie that never ends, it's the same thing. And people have always wondered, why is this shaking so much? Because Howard Hawk, the guy, uh, Brad Gittner, the guy we just saw, is hanging out of the back window of a car shooting Steve Hawk driving. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> this has got to be like and Mike Jones. Notice, uh, uh, Steve Hawk's hands, and this is why he wears long sleeves too, Darren. Right before this, he was in a Tarzan movie, and a stunt went bad, and he got burnt over 60% of his body. And he had just got yeah. out of the hospital, the whole entire production of the movie had left him, so he was stuck in Florida with a big hospital bill and no money. Wow. So he took so the first that's... job that he could, which was this. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm reminded of, uh, you know, the Beastie Boys story of filming the Sabotage video with Spike Jones. Uh, like all of this footage really kind of feels like they just filmed it. Like they didn't have any permits. They didn't have any permission. Obviously the, the highway wasn't thing. They were just cruising around filming. Well, hell, the car doesn't even have license plate. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's back then where they would just go out on the road and film it. Yeah. Well, you and I have talked before about a lot of uh, a lot of the films that were made in Florida back in the '60s and '70s, um, and we've never really landed on what we thought 100%, but uh, I think it was easier to film movies in Florida back then because I don't think you needed as many permits as you would need in say New York or LA, you know? Yeah. All you need to do is to be hooked up with uh, William Griffey and he can make any problem go away. (laughs) Right. Oh my God! They're snorting chapstick, people. Chapstick. <laughs> That's a problem. Oh, these are supposed to be hardcore uh, druggies right here, and they look like <laughs> someone you would see at your local church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That actually sounds like something oh, that, that they would take. Heavy in the drug scene. Yeah. You mean they smoke pot? <laughs> <laughs> It it actually sounds like the kind of thing that they would tell you at a church meeting about, you know, like a church youth meeting. Some kids are out there snorting the chopstick. You don't want to be one of those kids now, do you? (laughs) No, chapstick leads to the marijuana. And the I marijuana's hear- leads to the harder drugs like uh, cigarettes. <laughs> oh, did you see his hand right there? When look at his hand right there, you can see that it was burnt the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually initially thought that. <laughs> Uh, when I first saw this movie, I initially thought that he was holding a copy of his lines in his hand, like he couldn't remember his lines. So it looks like he has something in his hand, but it might just be a cutaway shot where his hand is bandaged up because it's, it looks like he has something in the palm of his hand for a second there. 
You're mm-hmm. right. It probably does. Yeah, probably has to do with the burn. I love how prudish Steve Hawk's character. You shouldn't be acting this way, especially with your you're with somewhere else. <laughs> God doesn't mind if she loves someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You're nothing but a dumb bastard. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he called me a tramp, so why should that insult you, you whore? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He acts for a second like he's just going to go up and tear his ass up. Then he sees his muscles. He's like, no, nah, baby, just let it pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the way. That's the I'm way glad I always. That I'm young. And, I'm always glad that we're young enough to say that we never wore anything like that. Had our hair cut like that. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Uh, when I was in junior high school, I rocked the mullet. I can't. I can't shy away from that. That that was a thing. It <laughs> happened. <laughs> Uh, uh. Of course, living up north here, everybody thought the mullet was cool because we called it the hockey haircut. Oh, you got the hockey haircut. You know, New Jersey, that wasn't a mullet. It was a hockey haircut. Now I look back on it and I'm like, no, I had had a fucking mullet. Gore, what do you think? Did she put her eyeliner on with pencil or a spackle knife? (laughs) I'll go with spackle. (laughs) (laughs) But you can just imagine that the church crowd this was geared to had never seen anything like this before. So to them, this was horrifying. I've never had someone bug me like that before where it didn't end with a backhand. He's being nice. (laughs) (laughs) Get the fuck off. And I, I also, you know, I've told you this before. We've talked about this on the show and and we've talked about, I, you know, I, I was raised Catholic and, you know, uh, the thing that I love about this, uh, when we're looking at it from the point of view of this being a movie that, you know, anti-drug movie that was shown in churches to try to, uh, you know, dissuade kids from using drugs and having sex, uh, None of the none of the crap that they read out of the Bible is actually in the Bible. It's all just stuff that the that the film you know the the writers made up, like just stuff that they thought 
you know, might be in the Bible or kind of sound Bible-ish, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's funny. Like, how hard is it to open up the Bible and find a passage that, uh, you know, discounts what one of the characters is doing? I mean, I guess technically there's no place in the Bible that says you're not allowed to do drugs. So that would have been a hard sell. But, uh, you know, all the stuff about, like, sex and there, there's plenty of stuff in the Bible about not having sex before you're married and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. That's what I love about these Catholic films is that the part that the Catholic, that the religious person is so Satan and talks like this, <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Gore, you're lucky. We grew up with this stuff on TV, at churches. We could go to see it for free. They'd rent out a storefront, and they would show stuff like the cross and the switchblade and movies like this. Yeah. yeah uh, Yeah, I remember our church uh, when I was growing up. Yeah, the cross and the switchblade. They never showed Blood Freak. That would have actually excited me. Uh, probably yeah, we back then. Like, Blood Freak, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, we saw, yeah, Popeye. I remember the Robin Williams Popeye movie. They showed us that. At a, at one of the church uh, movie nights, uh, trying to think of other. There movies. he is, lighting one up again, talking about the evil of the pot. Well, homeboy, that had never is without a lit sticker in this whole movie. <laughs> I gotta definitely yeah. recommend another Christian horror movie. If you guys are interested in, in seeing it, it's a Nigerian movie. Mm-hmm. It's called End of the yep. Wicked. The End of the Wicked? Yeah. It's a movie from Nigeria. It's like from the late 90s. And when you, when you see how insane oh, it is, it's actually written by somebody that believed what, what they were writing about. And I love this comb over. It's like a, a mohawk gone wrong. It's like he started on the mohawk and then just gave up. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what, Stephen? Not everyone can get to a barber shop right now, okay? So let's not be making fun of people's <laughs> hairstyles. <laughs> I'm making fun of the 70s ones, yes. Especially when they're wearing a silk shirt. That always drove me crazy looking at people doing that back in the 70s. Is that they would not even smoke the cigarette, man. They would just have it in their hands and it'd be burned down to nothing. Yeah, right. Yeah. I always Look at him. He got three Bibles. Yeah. I always think it's funny in movies. People either smoke their cigarettes way too fast or way too slow. But, you know, it, it's the same. Uh, it's the same thing. When someone's eating in a movie, 
you know, um, and they have half a steak in front of them, and then they then the it cuts to the person they're eating with, and then it cuts back. They have a whole steak in front of them again, you know, just from just from an editing standpoint. Obviously, it's you know the best takes, but that kind of stuff always yanks me right out of a movie. I'm 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 too yeah. much of a I'm, I'm too I'm too involved in stupid shit when it comes to watching movies. I mean. I mean, so, don't watch my you know. dinner with Andre with you. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Oh, so here's something that you really missed out on, Gore. Uh, the tin Band-Aid box. Ah, <laughs> oh, the good old days. Those things are worth their weight in gold back then. They're like a metal, little metal box, and you'd always take them with you. You'd always see the weed guys have, like, their entire kit in that little Band-Aid tin. <laughs> yeah. I remember the last time I saw one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we couldn't. We couldn't move without. Even as a kid, we carry around our marbles and jacks and all of that. The Band-Aid tin was just. Uh, that's back when they made stuff to be reusable. See, the beautiful Band-Aid tin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got all kinds of good stuff in there. Huh. <laughs> I don't see any Band-Aids though. <laughs> <laughs> Throw those out in the medicine cabinet just so we could take the tin. Or the soup no yeah. the secret tin is for people who are into something else. Hey, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, maybe I should go to the uh medicine cabinet and see if we have one of those old band-aid tins. I need something to put the rest of my shrooms in before I go home for Thanksgiving tomorrow. Yeah. I think that would be a, so you can hide them in one. the stuffing and see how people act. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, unfortunately, uh, since this is, you know, plague year, it's just going to be me yeah. and my mom and my dad for for Thanksgiving this year. So, I don't know. My dad might yeah. actually just want to eat some. <laughs> yeah, since there's no football on TV. <laughs> yeah, right? <clears throat> I don't know. My dad smokes weed, so he might be down for eating some shrooms. I don't know. Never asked him, but... <laughs> This could be the this could be the year, you know. <laughs> uh, uh. So what about uh, you guys? Someone who's supposedly not smoking weed, he sure knows how to smoke it, <laughs> right? Yeah. So since we're watching a Halloween, uh, Thanksgiving themed film, and. Uh, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. What what do you guys have planned for Thanksgiving? 
It's just going to be me Probably. and my mama making a turkey, pies, and cake, and just usual song and dance. Right. About making flowers. <laughs> we always have small get-togethers, so it's not really going to change much, even though we're in, like, you know, like you said, plague year. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Lately, usually the, the get-togethers are just small. It's like I, I live with my uh, fiancé, mother-in-law, nephew, and my sister-in-law. It's going to be us plus uh, grandma. Right. That sounds, yeah. that, sounds, that sounds cozy, yeah. My wife yeah. has to work. This movie lied to me, lies to you. <laughs> it says if you smoke weed with a girl, you'll get laid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that probably happened well, like every hundred times. It happened once. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Of of all the women I dated before I met my wife, I did date one girl who would get, I mean, so horny when she smoked weed. And at the time, you know, I've been kind of off and on marijuana ever since college. Like, sometimes I smoke it, sometimes I don't. But I dated this one girl, and at the time, I wasn't smoking, but she smoked constantly. And whenever she smoked, she would get really horny. So I just kind of knew like when I saw her packing up the bowl, I was like, "Oh yeah, baby, it's on." Nice. <laughs> Unless she got some of that stuff with the seeds and stems. Oh, <clears throat> uh, he's smoking again. <laughs> and oh, clearly I just like to say that. If you refuse temptation from a woman like that, you're much less of a man. (laughs) (laughs) You're not a manly man unless you give in. Yeah, right? (laughs) And here comes one of the reasons why this movie is X-rated. Yep. I saw a butt. (laughs) A very nice butt. (laughs) Scandalous. Yeah, that's X-rated for a Christian movie. That's like porn. That's the way they would do it, Gore. They would show all the gore and all the booty and all the sex at the first part of the film. But then the last 20 or so minutes will be the redemption part. So they could show you the titillating stuff. Yeah. And then show you the redemption stuff. And so they could say, hey, it's a Christian movie. See, look, they're for baby blue. (laughs) 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 Okay.
Okay, yes, I had a church jacket that looked like that with a baby blue periwinkle blue when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can picture you in it right now, Stephen. I can picture you in it right now. I never had the Elvis sunglasses, though. I I had the Elvis sunglasses. I I got I got some of the Elvis sunglasses after I saw True Romance. Uh, you know, Clarence wears those Elvis sunglasses in True Romance. So I had some for a little while in the nineties. Gobble, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot. <laughs> Get your fucking hands off me. I don't know, guys. I got to tell you, I'm smoking pot right now, and I don't feel like I'm any closer to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Watching this movie, I don't feel like I could get much closer to hell. Now, this looks like a movie that, like... And this show how smart they are, he said. Yeah, he's getting a job eating... Gen- I love this. We're going to give you a job eating ge- genetically modified turkeys and see if it makes you sick or poisons you. Okay. Well, Stephen, it is Thanksgiving. He needs money for Christmas. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> He's going to take any job he can get. Well, not any job. <laughs> no murders and no glory holes for Steve. <laughs> <laughs> what if? And I'm just spitballing here. What if you murdered someone at a glory hole? Huh? Huh? Yeah, but then you'd be risking that they would have money in their wallet. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. If I don't get a haircut soon, I'm going to look like our main character here. It's getting bad. Yeah, you'll get the hirsch. (laughs) I've already got the sideburns, and my hair is getting really long on the top and sides. Yeah, let's throw the egg up in the air and catch it and shake it. Oh, what's he gonna do? Kill the, kill the chicken inside. Why the heck would there be a chicken and a turkey egg? <laughs> you know what I meant. There's the sex scene right there. Help! He's gonna rape me! Help! <laughs> He's so uh, gentle and loving with the turkeys. Just throwing it in there. <laughs> In like a bag of garbage. 
He looks like he he kind of looks like Lou Reed from certain angles. Yeah, you fuck Lou Reed if Lou Reed had uh, got a job at a turkey farm. <laughs> well, that goes Uh-oh. without saying. Weed withdrawal. Oh, that happens all the time, man. I can't tell you how many mornings I've woken up just cold sweats and. Just shivering from the weed withdrawal. <laughs> now I've seen that before, but that's if we didn't make coffee that morning when I worked when I was uh, training to be a cook's helper. You would have people crawling in the kitchen like that with their coffee mm. mug. Coffee, <laughs> coffee, man. <laughs> You know how hard it is for me to get up in the morning and get through an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 on Shout Factory TV without my bowl of weed? Oh, God, man. It's crazy. Especially if it's one of the, uh, not the Joel years. The Joel years are good. The other guy. Mike. You don't like, yeah. you don't like the Mike years? <clears throat> I like them all. No. I like Joel. I like Joel. I like Mike. I like Jonah. They all they've all done a good job. <clears throat> oh man, he's getting oh, yeah, give me that weed. Give me, give me the weed. Oh yeah. Give me oh, yeah. the weed. Give him weed fix before he dies, so it draws. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was close there, man. He was close. Look at him. Oh, oh, God. Thank God. Oh. Never smoke any. Oh, look at his fingers right there where the skin's just flaking off. Yeah, see, that's what I thought before. That's when I said I thought that he was holding his lines in his hands because it looked like there was something in his hand. But I think you're right. I think it was just his skin, like, flaking off. Ugh. That's more disturbing than anything else I've seen so far in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Oh, thank goodness he got his marijuana fixed. He's okay now. He's not going to die, guys. He's not going to die. Oh, thank God. I, don't want to die I think they cut that weed with nicotine. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. That scene made me so nervous, though. I was so on edge that I have to smoke some more weed. Hey, it was a mistake. Don't worry about it, man. Imagine a junkie trying that in the real world. <laughs> right? You got me hooked. Now you're going to keep me supplied. Oh, really? Bang. Oh! <laughs> I don't know. I still romantic. What? I still romantic. 
romanticize the drug trade. So I'm thinking if you try to pressure a dealer into keeping you supplied because you're addicted, I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping they pull a switchblade. Yeah, you can't be a drug dealer if you're a wuss. Nope, definitely not. I love it. Instead of just cutting them off a slice, they just throw a whole turkey in front of them and give them a knife and a fork and say, okay, go to town. think you could eat that whole turkey, Stephen? You think you could eat a turkey that size? No. No, me neither. I, there's no way. I'm, I'm 300 pounds and I couldn't. Right? I think. Then with all the munchies. Yeah, there's a t- yeah, yeah, you can tell what the turkeys are going. You bastard! <laughs> you fucking bastard! <clears throat> That's one of their friends, man. That's their family, and he's fucking eating in front of them. <clears throat> then one of the turkeys that wasn't around comes wandering by. Hey, hey, any any of you guys seen? Any of you guys seen Joe? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like here, bro. <laughs> I don't know. How come his belly? I mean, how is his belly not distended? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what I was saying, you know, like, holy shit. Like, I weigh 180 pounds, and <laughs> See, look I, there. I can pack I can pack away the food because I have a high metabolism, but I could not eat a whole friggin' turkey without it showing, you know. <laughs> and can you imagine how much time you'd have to spend on the toilet? <laughs> oh, I spend a lot of time on the toilet anyway. That's that's one of my hobbies, yeah. you know. Yeah. For comedians yeah, do their best work. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> check my Tinder profile. It's one of the things in my, uh, you know, under my, uh, you know, hobbies. Well, the violent case of withdrawals. <laughs> uh, either that, or he's got the. Either that, or he's dying from tryptophan overdose. That could possibly be a thing. I wish my I wish yeah, my wife was I'm... home right. Now. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. Yeah, that's scary. Hey, honey, I got an evil tryptophan here. We want to see some for the show. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> or he could just be fighting the sleepiness the turkey brings on. He's just shaking so he doesn't fall asleep. Uh, uh, a 
Up. Didn't work. No, I I do wish that my wife was home though because she actually does uh she's a, she works at the hospital in the chemistry lab and she would know uh if PA, uh if uh tryptophan poisoning is a real thing. She she would actually know the answer to that. But alas, she's not here. So we'll just have to go forward with our tryptophan overdose theory. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't take his body and dump it. I already have a hole dug, just in case. Oh, yeah. Oh, my my hole, uh, like, out behind my patio in the little wooded area behind our house, we already have three holes dug, just in case. <laughs> Imagine you're in church, and then all of a sudden you just seen that, and someone calls someone a dumb bastard. <laughs> yeah, you know how it is at them illegal turkey farms. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Trump wanted to build that wall to keep immigrants from coming in. To the country, but no one ever talked about all these illegal turkey farms that we have here in America. That never got any coverage. Thank yeah. God nope. for Biden. <laughs> now, now Biden will get to the bottom of this turkey problem. Exactly. Biden is the man to get to the bottom of this turkey problem. He's not taking no malarkey. And more shaking. <laughs> He's, he's still fighting off that itis. That's what he's doing. <laughs> or he's pooping his pants. Yeah, probably doing both. <laughs> uh oh, here comes when the movie gets uh where we get to see the best special effect in the movie. Uh oh yeah, I don't know. The paper mache turkey mask. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go on record and say there is nothing special about this effect. <laughs> what do you mean? It causes nightmares all over. It's supposed to scare you into being straight. Don't smoke it in marijuana or you'll turn into a turkey monster. <laughs> Waterbed. I had a waterbed when I was a teenager. <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah, that's another I think case about... all those movies lied to us. <laughs> I don't know. I'm watching this Please movie. Shot. I'm watching this movie with the uh with the subtitles on so that I can keep the volume down and be able to talk to you guys <laughs> and I just think it's yeah. it's funny every time there's a every time there's a music stab 
uh, instead of saying music at the bottom of the screen, it says applause. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that they just said, don't we need lights in this thing? Yeah, screw it. It'll be, people won't care. Right? And I love her reaction. Boy, are our kids going to look weird. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, talking about the lighting in this scene. It reminds me of, uh, remember in Tim Burton's Ed Wood movie when uh, Tor Johnson bangs into the uh Doorway, doorway, and, and she, the whole set shakes. Yeah, and then the yeah, the whole set shakes, and then the guy says, "Hey, should we get a second take?" And Ed Wood's like, "No, it's fine." <laughs> like, oh, I get it though. In some regards, you know, we 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 kind of take it for granted nowadays because filming is is so fluid. Everyone, everyone has digital cameras and, and things, you know, like back then they actually had to put the movies on film. So they only had as much film as they could afford, you know? I mean, nowadays you can film infinite number of hours of footage and edit it together in a studio, you know? Yeah. So much easier now. Yeah. Yeah. All these all these people, you know. These people had Has to actually like Has your wife ever said that to you, Nate? Jeez, Nate, you sure are ugly now. <laughs> actually, uh the older I get, the more handsome my wife finds me. So there. Either she's truthful or she's one of the best liars we've ever you've ever met in your life. <laughs> I'm almost 50 years old now, and I am a silver fox, and my wife loves it. So, there you go. Okay, Charlie Rich. (laughs) (laughs) But I have never met in my life a woman who would be so forgiving. If you turn into a disgusting monster, she'll go, well, okay, just turn the lights out when we're diddling. <laughs> yeah, I don't think my wife would be... I, I don't think my wife thinks I'm that handsome. I mean, we do turn the lights off when we uh, when we make love, but mostly just because uh, we're both so old at this point that we don't have the energy to turn the lights off after. So we just... Look at that. She diddled the turkey and now she's feeling guilty about it. <laughs> she's like, Jeez, am I one of those bestiality people now? Hey, she's no. the one who diddled the turkey monster, not us. <laughs> but I mean, now technically, let like let's uh oh, we I we have another lesson coming from uh from our esteemed director. But uh oh god. Let let let's uh let's look at this. Uh is it technically bestiality? I mean, he's really only part 
Turkey, right? I mean, when they had sex, he was still mostly human, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I love it. There's a whole scene here that they probably lost the sound, so they're just recording him talking over it. And doesn't it look like he's telling her how he groped her booby? How did you get here? I guess philosophically what I'm saying is which part of the body is the beast for the bestiality? Is it the body or the head? Guys, I'm going to have to do some things on this. Yeah, let's call Walt Disney Productions and ask them since they did Beauty and the Beast twice. And how desperate Uh, are you for help to find your boyfriend when you have to call the Doobie Brothers to help you out? (laughs) see that that's what i'm gonna look like in three weeks if i don't get a haircut Tail and eyebrow with the mustache and eyebrows? Jesus. Well, my eyebrows have always been bushy anyway. My hair's just getting long, and I always keep my sideburns kind of like down to my earlobe length anyway. But I have been thinking about growing a mustache. I've been thinking about it. (laughs) I usually grow a beard... A, a full beard and mustache in the winter time, but I didn't do it this year. But I have been thinking about growing a mustache just to see what it would look like. Yeah, go for go for the full Frank Zappa. Yeah, right. The handlebar. <laughs> yeah. 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 I have to say. I don't know whether it's the lighting in this scene or some other element, but the mask doesn't look as paper mache in this scene. Yeah. It looks a little more... Well, Gore will, Gore Freak will tell you, the lack of lighting can help your Gore scene look a lot better, can't it? Like, no. I mean, people try, but it's just like... Just let the floor show. Like, just I think it's kind of weak. Just like letting the dark like hide everything. So, like, just just show it. Right. Like the Red Sin Tower, where you can't even see anything during the last twenty minutes of that movie. And it's not just horror films either. Like, uh, you and I, uh, Stephen, you and I have talked about this before. Like. Whenever I see an action film where all of the fight scenes are filmed in close-up with just, like, quick cuts of, you know, legs, feet kicking legs and people, uh, you know, quick hand movements, that to me is the sign of a bad, bad director. You just don't know how to film an action (laughs) scene. 
case you're wondering, yes, Steve Hawk did walk right into that tree because he was blind as a bat in that mask because there's no eye holes in it. <laughs> yeah, I wore an ape mask where the holes were, they had, it had holes, but they were small and not in the right spot. It was really hard to see with that thing on. I have a I have a mask like that that my wife makes me wear when I'm a bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> it just scares me to think that that look would make you cool back in the early seventies. I don't know. I'd hang out with that dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you know he'd always have the good weed. Exactly. You know he's got the good weed. (laughs) Yeah. No, hey man, no doubt. Come on over, twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. I've I've already stemmed and seeded it. No stems, no seeds. Twenty bucks, pure weed. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go over to his place. He's gonna have a Cheech and Chong album on the turntable. He's gonna sell you a bag and he's oh. gonna smoke you up while you're there. Yeah, I know that dude. Like, uh, what's his name in Pulp Fiction? Eric Stoltz. Lance. And he'd always, and they always have like one room, even if it's just a room with a little chest, and he'd say, Come in my office. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh. I love how they're supposed to be stoned, but they're acting drunk. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's funny. She looked like she was diddling herself. <laughs> Car fart. <laughs> I think probably part of the reason, like what you what you're saying uh, about yeah, they they they're acting drunk, but you know they're supposed to be stoned. Like you said, since this movie, I don't know if it was made for or if it just eventually ended up being like an anti-drug church flick. Was it was, that, it was made re- for the churches. He's he, he seen all right. these people like Estes T. Perkle, who was making like millions off of this stuff. Hey, look, it's a recreation of the of a scene from Last House on Penn Street. <laughs> Well, there goes their tomato soup budget. <laughs> I don't worry. We have a can. We have a record with a can scream on it, so we'll play that over and over again. <laughs> we don't even edit it. I love it. It's not even edited smoothly. You can tell exactly when they take the needle off. One, two, three, four. Needle off. One, two, three, four. Needle off. <laughs> I love it. They say, "Why can't we be normal?" And then it shows the guy with with the uni brow. 
Okay, I know they we're had supposed two to... screens in this movie. I know we're supposed to believe that he was like somehow mutated by the whole chicken thing, right? Like, yeah. But but that scene feels like it should have been the Scooby Doo unmasking. Now let's see who you really are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, we're kind of goofing on and revering this movie at the same time, but yeah, yeah it's it, it's so hard to get past how fake that mask looks. It's just, you really, yeah, I don't know. It just really yeah, seems there's like. There's no irony here. We love it because it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, I appreciate every movie for what it is. You know, you and I talk about a lot of movies every weekend, uh, you know, it's it's all just fun, like. What are you going to do with your life anyway, you know? If you're not watching good movies and you're not watching bad movies, then you're not watching movies. Hey, look, a goodie bag. (laughs) (laughs) Drugs are us here. Main dealer speaking. (laughs) <laughs> Drugs Incorporated, how can I help you? <laughs> now he's got to call a guy to Now he's got to call a guy about a shirt. He's got the drugs, but now he needs a shirt. <laughs> I love it. He's neatly folding the bag, too. Is this day right. for night or day for day, or? <laughs> yeah. I think it was day for night, but, yeah. I think they're going for day for night, because the mask looks kind of bluish. Yeah. But, like, like you were saying... Gore talks about, uh, you know, what you can show or, you know, what to show and what not to show. Focus! (laughs) Focus! That was always fun when you went to drive in. The movie's out of focus and every car in the whole damn drive will start honking their horse all at once. That's great. He, he came... This, what did I just say? He he came to get the drugs and the drug dealer still doesn't have his shirt on. Like, what does, does he not have a shirt? Is this Is this drug deal like the last thing between him and a shirt? He's like, all right, man, I really got to make this deal. I I really got to make this deal. I need a shirt bad, dude. (laughs) 
I've got a job interview this afternoon. Yeah, I got a bang this girl. You mean a girl that you're going to sell to me? Uh, yeah. Okay, but don't forget about the shirt. I need the shirt. Well, at least we know what a booty's worth now. $75. That's walking around money, baby. You know how many shirts you could buy for $75? Yeah. <laughs> or to quote Toxic Avenger, only 15 years old and only $15. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That joke has not aged well. Yeah. He's like, wait a minute, these aren't <laughs> these aren't turkey hands. Ah, get off me. <laughs> I love it. He's so funny. Come on, baby. If you don't do this, you better shut up. Yeah. Yeah. And Herschel is just standing there like a dipshit. Yeah, this is another, like, weird day-for-night kind of color shot. Yeah. You wonder why he's walking so weird? And why they cut his leg off? Well, tell us the story. Because he actually has an... Because he actually has an artificial leg. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. about that. I actually never knew that. <laughs> yeah. See, look, one leg, he bends his knee, and the other one walks straight. I don't think I ever really noticed, despite the fact that I've seen this movie 150 times. But, yeah, I don't think I ever really noticed that. Or if I did, I just, if I did, I just thought it was because of the uh, cut off cut off scene. Another one where the film's out of focus. Yep. Again, it. I think it. The low lighting lends to it, like. There, I think the it's hard to focus, uh, you know, when you don't have the proper lighting. Yeah, well, it's one of those foreground background things. He's focusing on the background right there, so everything right. in the foreground, especially at Saul right there, is blurry as crap. Yeah, right. But yeah, Gore knows that, right? He's like, hey, let's call up our friend. He had an accident. What happened? He had his thumb cut off. And then immediately Gore goes in there and writes a bit in his script, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no wrong with that. I love it. You can tell he's blind as a bat in this scene because, look, he's just pop, pop. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's, like, he's, like, he's feeling around like he can't see anything. Yeah. Yeah, he's touching ev- he, he's touching everything that he walks by to to find his way to his victim. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you are. Choke you. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. 
You're messing with my woman. <laughs> I swear, he sound like my dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. You can tell he's blind. Where's the button? Where's the button? Uh, uh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> See, I was telling you guys before that I have the volume turned down low and I'm watching this with the closed captioning on and the closed captioning for the leg amputation theme was applause. Applause. <laughs> applause. <laughs> That's what it said. I love selling that. He's making sure to get that stump right there and the blood flow right on the freaking screen. <laughs> right? Yeah. Acting! <laughs> well, he's the best actor in this film. He knows how to sell that. <laughs> it's like, look at my stump. Look at its spurt. Look at it. Look at it. Not a bad effect either, considering like how cheap and cheesy this movie, you know, is. That that's not a bad effect. And then they cut to the scene of him walking through the grass in the bad day for night shot. And here comes the Doobie Brothers. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Well, it's some peace-loving hippies. <laughs> but they come up to him with a machete. <laughs> We're peace-loving hippies, man. Charles Manson <laughs> says this hello. And then they show an actual turkey getting his head cut off. Good God. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like, uh... That's like some that's like some Mondo Mondo Kane uh you know faces of death yeah. bullshit and right there. And then it shows them eating Herschel. <laughs> <laughs> Why you shouldn't do marijuana? <laughs> oh man. Not only did I smoke marijuana today, I ate mushrooms. I, I'm going to hell. This movie has has taught me a lesson, guys. This movie has taught me a lesson. Eat more turkey. Yeah. I'll, I'll be doing plenty of that tomorrow, too. <laughs> My face is normal. Here comes the redemption arc, the thing that saves this movie. It is it is funny because uh, obviously, as we've talked about the whole time we've been watching the film, it was geared towards uh, you know like drug drug education, uh, you know anti drug policy, whatever. Um, yeah, booga booga and, booga. <laughs> yeah. But it is funny that we had, you know, there's so much, like, drug use and violence, and then 
but yeah, they did have to bring it back around. You know, they had to bring it back around to some kind of ending that, uh, you know, that would, that would round the whole thing out and show you that even if you've already gone down the path of drug use and premarital sex or whatever other horrible, horrible things you were doing, uh, that, that you could still be saved, you know? Yeah. Dumb and dumber here. Not only get off for poisoning Herschel with that turkey, but they get a big money cash bonus. <laughs> right? Well, maybe that's... <laughs> we keep our mouth shut and keep this weird... Yeah. Well, well, I was going to say, yeah, maybe that's the other. While she's working, she's transcribing the Bible. She's working. <laughs> she has the Bible open. Oh, I've, I've. That's like going the into whole... Nate's job, and he has uh, uh, one of the great big book of names, jokes, open on his desk. Mm-hmm. Well, funny you should say that because the whole time we've been sitting here talking about Blood Freak, I've actually had my Bible open in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Thou shalt not listen to eight tracks. <laughs> uh oh. Thou shalt not listen to le- thou shalt not wear leopard print. <laughs> thou shalt not have wood grain Sony stereos. <laughs> but then you try to get any electronics back in the seventies that didn't have that wood grain look to it. Right? I actually have I have a piece of uh of that nineteen seventies wood paneling uh here in my office and uh I put it up on an on an easel when I film videos at home uh just so it looks like I'm in one of those nineteen seventies uh you know, office spaces. <laughs> uh I like I like the aesthetic. That is a lot of leopard print. And then what was that on her couch? It was like ze- it, it wasn't zebra print. It went from like leopard print it's to leopard like print cow still. It's a different kind of leopard print, but it's leopard print. It was it was but it was black and white. Black and white, leopard print, and yellow. He's in withdrawal. He's got the marijuana withdrawal, Gore. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, somebody help him. Some, some, yeah, the, marijuana, the marijuana sticks make you hallucinate. <laughs> 
if I taper this guy off. <laughs> oh boy. I really I really wish this movie took like a natural born killer's turn at at some point. Like you know, like a Badlands natural born killers like <laughs> I really wish that yeah. his I really wish that his marijuana addiction pushed him to that point. I think that would you know, that would really make this movie for me. <laughs> yeah, but Natural Born Killers, the whole movie was uh, done on drugs. If you listen to the making of that movie, the whole thing is that they made that whole movie while on mushrooms the whole time. I know, yeah. And no. if you ever watch that one hour making of uh, Morton Downey Jr.'s setting with his heroin spoon in his hand the whole time <laughs> playing with it. Yeah, he was he was super skinny playing with that spoon. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I I remember uh, you know obviously now is the time in the show where I mentioned every week that Quentin Tarantino is my favorite director, so obviously I've followed his career everywhere, meaning that I obviously have seen uh, Oliver Stone's Natural Born Killers multiple times. Uh, but yeah, I've I've watched a lot of the making of stuff there, and, and they do say uh, um, I'm not sure if it's the same documentary you're talking about, Stephen, but I have seen a documentary where Woody Harrelson says that, yeah, they all, they all went out into the desert and actually did peyote to get ready for some of the crazy, like, you know, peyote fuel yeah. scenes in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Look so. at the size of the ash on his cigarette. I always hated that. I was just waiting for those, the kids seeing ash that big. Yeah. Just, Waiting for that shit just to fall off and catch something on fire. That was my mom always growing up. Like she'd be talking, she gets so in, into the conversation, like <laughs> her cigarette would be burned down to nothing, and like it would be like a whole cigarette length of ash. <laughs> yeah, ash, damn it. That, that's the type of wood paneling that I was talking about before that I have. I have a piece that's just big enough that I can sit like that in front of it, and it looks like I'm in a Uh-oh. room just like that. Here comes a cigarette hat. I mean, listen to him hat right here from Smoker's Hat. Uh, yeah, they don't cut it out either. They kept that like 30 seconds and go, Bleh! <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it was supposed to be another lesson to learn from the movie. <laughs> you know, like a little like subliminal message, you know. Don't smoke, it's bad. Yeah, no, I've been well, this whole time. was filmed in late fall, early winter, so I bet that was cold as hell there. Yeah. Oh, and Herschel, Johnny Cash called. He wants his outfit back. (laughs) It's the man in black. And that's why they called me the man in black. (laughs) 
He looks more like Conway Twitty right there than than Johnny Cash. I I don't know any other films that he's been in, but I can totally guarantee that at some point after this movie, he was like a truck driver in a Smokey and the Bandit type. No, film, you remember you know? Ty, he he was arrested in the mid nineties because of a fire on an animal rescue preserve that he was working on, and he was uh, fined because he actually had tigers on there before the Tiger King. <laughs> I was gonna say, are we talking about Tiger King? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All right. So they don't Blood make Freak, like, yeah. They don't make bad movies like this anymore. When they try to make a bad movie, it's never any fun. Because yeah. Because you can't make a bad movie. Well, Gore can tell you how hard is it to purposely make a bad effect. Purposely, uh, I don't know. For, for me, it's not that rough. But <laughs> yeah, but if you knew that you were willingly doing it, you'd probably, <laughs> you know. Oh crap! We no, got film again. Yeah. Why it doesn't look crappy enough? Yeah, I have a lot of fun with some of the more modern films that, you know, try to ape uh, the aesthetics of, of older films like the one we just watched, you know, of course, you know, I, I was, I was amused by like Tarantino and Rodriguez doing the, uh, the grind house. Uh, you know, that was, that was a fun project, but, yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of other people imitating that same style and trying to with with Grindhouse. I don't think Tarantino and Rodriguez were trying to make bad movies. They were just trying to kind of ape that look, uh, you know, Forty Second Street uh, kind of stuff. Drive in aesthetic. Yeah, drive yeah, in Forty Second Street. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I see a lot of people trying to to do that 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 kind of style, and they're they're purposely trying to make a bad film, and then make it look like it's some old discovered treasure, uh, like like Blood Freak here that we watched tonight. Um, and oh, well, they, they just try, don't. Yeah, they try. As I say, they try yeah, to they try to pass it off like. This is some lost seventies movie, but it was actually made like a year ago. Yeah, and and you can see not yeah. only can you see the difference, but you can feel the difference. It's like they don't they. I mean, for I I don't want to I don't want to be that guy who has to say something like this, but I'm gonna say it because this is our friggin' podcast, and we do it every week, and we talk about obscure movies. You know, for people like us who actually appreciate cinema and 
respected in all all of its uh, versions, from from the low budget stuff that we love to laugh at, even though you know, even though they might not appreciate it, you know, <laughs> like uh, to the budget stuff that we like, you know. I mean, I love everything from Blood Freak to the Avengers, you know. I've the whole rainbow of movies. Uh, you know, so I think a lot of people don't respect that art and they think, oh, well, I'm just, I like low budget movies, so I'm going to make a low budget movie and I'm going to make it look like a low budget movie from the 70s and it's going to be awesome because that's what's hip right now, you know. I don't know. I kind of yeah. lost my train of thought. Yeah, it's like uh, when someone takes a bad uh, VHS print of a movie and puts it on YouTube and it says, this is done Grindhouse style. No, this is a crappy VHS print. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. Just like, uh, or like guys like uh, Tommy Wiseau who made a crappy, shitty movie with the room. And then all of a sudden, I made it this way on purpose. No, yes. you didn't. Yeah. Yes. Oh. That was, that was the point I was trying to get to before until my stoned mind, like, wandered away from the topic. Something like that. Like, the room. Uh, Tommy Wiseau tells everyone that he made it like that on purpose. Now, after it became like a cult classic, he tells everyone, oh, yeah, 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 I meant it I meant it to be like that. I know I may be kicked out of the back film likers club, but I never liked Trolls, dude. He never liked what? Trolls, dude. Oh, Troll 2. Oh, Troll 2. I don't know. I find I it entertaining. It ain't no elves. <laughs> nope. Oh. I don't know. I. It is as the... Uh, documentary about the making of and uh, cult following the best worst movie, I would say Troll 2 is probably the best worst movie. Uh, It is terrible. Isn't that like saying nicest guy in prison? (laughs) 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 I don't know. I I like Troll 2. I, I... you know, it's not a movie that I would put on if I really wanted to watch a movie. It's more like a movie I would put on on Sunday afternoon when I was going to take a nap on the couch, you know. I, if I already know I'm going to doze off, I, you know, throw it on to lull me to sleep. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I like Troll 2. It's, it's got some good qualities. It's got some great horrible performances. (laughs) 
But yeah, I mean, I see them so hard. Like, uh, how many times have you guys seen online where they take a print of a movie and put one of those filters on it that you can get in Microsoft Movie Maker to make it look grainy and add the hair scratches and things like that? It's been called the Grindhouse Cut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, uh, I can't remember which uh, which streaming site I was on the other day. Uh, you know, I got a bunch of them. You know, I think it was on Shutter. That yeah, uh, I think it was on Shutter. They had like the Grindhouse cut of The Exorcist, and I knew it was exactly what you're talking about, Steven, but I watched it for a few minutes just to, just to confirm, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was just the regular, you know, theatrical DVD, VHS release, Blu-ray of the, of the Exorcist, but they had done just that. Yep. Grindhouse release. It's, oh, oh, look at you. You're at, you're on 42nd Street. Oh, you're at the drive-in. Oh, oh, look how crazy this looks. Just BS. It, you know, I like I said, I only watched the first 10 minutes of it just to see what it was like. But, yeah, it was definitely, like, fake. I, I knew it was anyway before I started watching it. I just was interested to see what they did with it. Yeah, if you went back to any of those so-called grindhouse guys from the 70s and 80s, would you see any of them say, well, I make this film look like crap on purpose? No. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's kind of the whole, uh, the whole thing that I understand people that are, you know, trying to make films for purposes of nostalgia. But, yeah, you're right. And this goes back to, you know, how we started this whole thread. Um, yeah, the movies that we watch from the from the 70s, the 60s, 70s, 80s, those films weren't made to look like crap on purpose. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, people were trying to, they were trying their best with what they had, you know. So it is kind of diminutive for filmmakers nowadays to try to actually make a film look like crap because we were talking about it before. And, uh, yeah, Gore uh, commented on it as well, like, um, you know, nowadays it's so easy to make a movie. You can make a movie on your phone for crying out loud. Make a movie on your phone, edit it on your computer, you know? Like, you know, you can't take for granted yeah. how much how much effort these people put into their films, you know? Or, like, the yeah, problem definitely. I have with MSTK 3000 isn't the show itself. I love this show. I watched it back in the 90s. But the difference is, is it was done with love. You could tell they 
love those movies. Like, we love Blood Creek. There's too many podcasts and people who talk about these bad movies and who just use it to go snark and just shit all over the movies for no other reason than, look at this stupid movie. I am so much smarter than this stupid movie. Yeah, I can't stand that. Yeah, I I have a friend uh, who absolutely will not watch MST3K because he says, well, all they do is make fun of the movies that I love, which disagree. I, you know, I like, like, like you said, Stephen, I think that they appreciated the movies that they were making fun of. I don't think it was a, yeah. I don't think hateful, you know, I think they appreciated the movies yeah. they were making fun of. Yeah. But no, I have a friend who refuses to watch it because he just says, Nope, Nope. They make fun of all the movies that I love. So, <laughs> uh, I think that's kind of funny. And where else are you going to hear, and to the masses, except John Paul Sartre jokes. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's one of the things I. One of the things I love about uh, MST3K, and also one of the things that I love about, not so much lately, but like earlier uh, seasons of The Simpsons. Uh, you know the jokes are fast and furious and uh, you know, you have to be on top of not only your culture, but you also have to know your history to really be able to get all the jokes, you know? And I appreciate that as a comedian. uh, I appreciate that sense of humor, you know, like if you don't know, then you don't know. But if you didn't know now, maybe you do know. You know, I, I, I think that's yeah. a, I think that's a fun, I think that's a fun way to look at writing, you know? So I don't know. Just my two cents. Why don't you like it when, uh, uh, Gore, when they just, what we just mentioned, you know, when they just watch a movie and talk about it, just for sheer fact, just to let the crap all over it. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just I don't like the attitude. I mean, even if it's a movie I don't like, like it, I can, I you know, it's, I can still like respect that somebody else wants to watch it. I, I I don't. I mean, I don't make like masterpiece cinema myself. But I, I don't think really anyone. I mean, unless it's like really slow and boring and just you know, I, I don't think anyone really has the the right to do that. Like to just just get joy out of like shitting on a movie, like I'll make fun of movies, like that's no problem. But just yeah, yeah. Just, but I, I I don't do that. I mean, I've seen movies where I just had to say like, wow, I really didn't like that. But I'm, I'm I I wouldn't, and I can't stand when someone jumps on somebody else for liking a movie. It's like just just let them watch it. It's not that bad. It's not that deep. Yeah, when yeah. I was in my 20s, I'd be like, you idiot, you're watching that movie? You're a stupid idiot. Nowadays, yeah, I can't that you're watching that movie? 
Get your ass. Uh, <laughs> no, I I I agree. Uh, I not just movies, but with everything, man. With movies, with literature, with music. Uh, yeah. You know, and like I said, I'm you know I'm almost fifty now, and yeah, back when I was a teenager when I was like a skater kid who played guitar in a punk band and, you know, smoked weed and hung out with, you know, a bunch of other degenerates, uh, all of whom actually have gone on to have very uh, successful lives. So I just, let me qualify. So, uh, but uh, yeah, back then, yeah, I'd be like, Oh, you like Justin Bieber? Not, there was no Justin Bieber back then. Uh, let uh, let me see how far back do I have to go. Oh, you like the new kids on the block? Yeah, I, all right, I got to Okay, I got to go that far back. Or but, oh, uh, you like Lee Garrett? <laughs> I'm not that old, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, I'm so, fifty and you're almost fifty. Yes, we are that old. <laughs> I'm not uh, too far behind. But, I'm 42 myself. Uh, but um, yeah, I, when I was younger, I was really judgmental about what other people liked. But as I as I grew older, I it, I, I came to the point where I was just like, well, hey, uh, I'm glad that there's enough of everything in the world that everyone can have something to like. You know, imagine if there was yeah. only one band in the world and it was everybody's favorite band. You'd never get to see them in concert. You'd never get a copy of their album. You know, every, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's good that there's enough out there for everyone to enjoy. If you don't like it, you don't have to pay attention to it. You know, and that's, yeah. I don't know, that's just... It's just my theory, you know. If, if you don't like it, don't pay attention. Like, there's enough out there so everyone can have something that they love, and you can have something that you hate, but you don't have to be a dick about it. <laughs> yeah, but I admit. I yeah, admit that's a problem with most people. Too. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this movie, this movie's garbage. This album sucks. Blah blah blah. But I'm just not. I'm not that way anymore. Yeah, exactly. Me neither. It's like, yeah, I watch a movie. I don't like it. If someone asks me, did you like it? I say, nope. Yeah. Did you listen to this album? Yep. Did you like it? Nope. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I don't have to go off on a fucking tirade anymore. You know, like I did when I was 24. Man, you're not punk. You're not punk. (laughs) You You don't like this guy over here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I don't know I think it's interesting It's an interesting uh, It's just interesting to look at the way That you do uh, Evolve as a human You know Especially people like us Who are artistically inclined And Knowledgeable and articulate It's 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 fun to To kind of look back Over your life and at least be able to look at your past self and say, Hey, you know, maybe I was kind of an idiot at that point in my life, but I got over it. And then 
10 years later, you look back and you're like, oh, man, I was an idiot then, too. Ah, but I'm over it now. And then five yeah. more years. Ah, damn. <laughs> I was an idiot then, too. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. And there's, always, yeah. there's always somebody there to remind you, too. Like, you'll hear somebody go off like we used to and be like, oh, yeah, I remember when I used to do that shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah. that's why it's fun. Like, it, it's funny and fun living in this era where, like, the three of us didn't grow up with social media uh, as it is now. Uh, when I went to college, we did have, like, a kind of uh, closed campus, you know, Facebook kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, the Internet as a whole uh, wasn't really like nothing like it is today so you know but it's funny to think nowadays like so much of what we know about one another comes from uh interacting online and i just talking about like uh you know the the different obstacles that we have to overcome as years go by I thank every God in the world that I didn't have social media when I was 16 years old. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me oh, too. Good Lord, yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck you, fucking fuckers! Everyone here <laughs> go fucking fuck yourselves and eat a big fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Except we'd be fighting about know. Dungeons and Dragons rules. What about Dungeons and Dragons? What? We'd be fighting about the rules. My goddamn my dungeon master fucked me on the roll last night. I rolled a twenty one. <laughs> he said it was a twelve. Fuck <laughs> I rolled twenty one. <laughs> hey. Again. I'm almost 50 years old. I still play Dungeons and Dragons, and we still argue like that every Sunday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> everyone for listening, and everyone out there, happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you're enjoying this shutdown Thanksgiving. Mm. Even though yeah, we're all stuck in a crappy situation here. I uh, I hope everyone uh gets a chance to spend some time with family or friends, but you know, uh I just like I always say, you know, be careful. Wash your hands, wear a mask, stay safe. Okay? We love you. We appreciate yeah. you listening. And dress like Gore dresses. If you got to go out, dress like Gore dresses when he's filming one of his movies. Yeah, yeah, that should work. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, good night, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.
crowd He said, we'll meet again, we are bloody dead I'm bowed, Trevor told his love And told him that I meet Christmas Day On the roof down at 20 off the street The clock came down on Christmas Day I know exactly what he'd say He'd say, oh, I do the pump And oh, I do the skin But oh, I do the world And everybody wins Okay. 